listening to The Currency Welcome. I'm your host, Mike Gaston, and this is episode number 14. Now, I'm a brand and marketing strategist. I do this podcast where I talk to really cool people involved in branding and marketing. And in this episode, we're going to do something a little different. Today, we're not going to do an interview. I'm just going to talk to you for a few minutes. Instead of the hour-long interview format, it's going to be me and you. Yeah, buddies. (laughs) Me and you. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about the idea of what it means to be a good marketer. Before I get into that, I want to thank everybody that's been subscribed, that's been listening on a regular basis. People have been giving me feedback and getting in touch. You don't know how much that means. To see this uh, show grow from when I launched it in April to where we are now in in mid-July 2019 has just been amazing. It's been fantastic, and I've really enjoyed it. I've had some fantastic guests on Special thanks to everybody that's joined me as a guest uh, from uh, the beginning up to today. I'm excited about some of the the interviews I've got queued up uh, coming. We're going to get right back to interviews next week. But I wanted to just say thank you to you folks that have joined this community, that you listen regularly. It's been cool to watch, too, like the spread geographically. I mean, obviously, this being an American podcast, we have a, a big contingency here in the States. But there have been... Uh, regular listeners in countries like the UK, like Greece, Australia, South Africa, France, Italy, uh, Indonesia, and Taiwan. It's just amazing to see this thing grow. So thank you to everybody all over this big, beautiful globe for joining me here on The Currency. And uh, I really appreciate it. So why don't we jump into today's topic? Like I said at the beginning, I want to talk about what it means to be a good marketer. I published an article not too long ago called The Good Marketer. It's on my website. I'll throw a link in the show notes if you want to go read it yourself. I want to talk a little bit about the idea behind that article because I thought it's worth sharing here. I asked the question, what does it mean to be a good marketer? And ask yourself, what does it mean to be a good marketer? Are you a marketer? Are you involved in marketing? Maybe you hire marketing people. What is a good marketer in your mind? And for me, I decided the way to answer that question isn't to focus on marketing so much. I think we know what marketing is for the most part, but it's to ask the question, what does good mean? There are different concepts of good, and I think the more we can get our minds around what good means and then apply that to marketing, the easier it becomes to answer the question, what is a good marketer? There are two conceptions, two concepts of good that I, that I want to share with you today. And the one is an obvious one. This is the one that we tend to focus on as marketers, and that is good as competence. Good equaling competence. You know, you're good at fishing, you're good at dancing, you're good at driving, you're good at math, but you're not good at boxing, you're not good at sword fighting. You know, we have these kind of things that we're good and not good at. You know, for me personally, I'm not the most handy guy. Like, I can change the oil on my car, I can install a a light switch or put a new, you know, a new fixture above the dining room table, chandelier kind of effort. Yes, we have a chandelier here at Gaston Manor. (laughs) Jeeves polishes it every Wednesday to make sure that the crystal is nothing but sparkly. But we have these things that we are good at and things that we're not good at. These are really questions of competence. And as marketers, we tend to focus on marketing around competence. We go, hey, look, uh, she's really good. She's a great market researcher. You should hire her. He's really a great um, uh, copywriter. You know, she's a fantastic strategist. You, we have these ideas of competence equaling good, and that's legit. But that's where we tend to go when you think of a good marketer. Now, there's another concept of good that I think we have to think about as marketers, and we don't. We don't really talk about it, if at all. 
And that's the question of good as virtuous. We have these ideas of things that are virtuous, that are good, that are wholesome. So what is virtue? Virtue is this concept of moral excellence. What is good? Is it someone that's peaceful, someone that's kind, someone that's loving, patient, long-suffering, self-disciplined, generous, hospitable? These are these qualities that we associate with someone that is good in a virtuous or morally excellent sense. And that's really important. I mean, this gets at a deeper aspect of our humanity. Well, yeah, this is marketing, Mike. What does this have to do with virtue and moral excellence and, and goodness? <laughs> but I think this is an important question, especially in the world we're living in. Now, we tend to do this funny thing lately over the last handful of years. We, we have this desire for meaning. That's not a funny thing. We have a desire to do good work. That's not a funny thing. We have a desire for our lives to matter. We want the world to be a better place. And so the funny thing that I'm referring to is we, we've kind of looked at business and go, well, business is kind of a bad thing. You know, this desire for money and work is no fun and blah, blah, blah. And so we've, we've created these, these companies that are, that are based on doing good in the world. They're B Corps. They're for profit, but it's a B Corporation. And I'm not going to get into it in this podcast. You can look them up. But there's a fad. There are a lot of books out there. There are, there are experts talking about this. This isn't a bad thing necessarily. But I feel like we've, we've, it is a reaction to a misunderstanding of the goodness, the potential goodness of business. And I think that business is amoral, meaning it's not good or bad. Just like marketing is not essentially good or bad. It's an amoral thing. It's what we decide to do with it that makes it good or bad. But the reaction in the marketplace has been, well, you know, business must be bad. It's all about money. Money's a bad thing. Oh, work. We hate going to our jobs every day. People would rather just sit home and hang out, watch TV and have a lot of fun. So work must be bad. And so let's create these corporations that are good. They're doing something good in the world. They're feeding the poor. They're providing financing to, uh, to people that don't have access to it. They're doing all these good causes. It's a for-profit business, but it's a B Corp. It's this kind of special designation versus just a, just a cold capitalist entity that's out there trying to make money. And I think that's based on a misunderstanding of the world we live in. I don't want to go too far down that road. But as marketers, we tend to gravitate towards these entities. If we feel this urge, I want to do something that matters. I want to do something in the world that makes a difference. We tend to gravitate lately towards these kind of entities that are proclaiming to do good in the world, to, do, to be all about a good cause. And so to be a good marketer, you either have to be working for Mother Teresa or some type of wonderful not-for-profit organization that saves puppies or uh, spreads a, a, a peaceful religion or you know, gets pure water for uh, people in areas that don't have drinking water. And all those things may be fine things. I'm not, I'm not disparaging them. But I want to tackle this. I think this is so important because a lot of us are not working in those fields. And then we kind of feel like, well, maybe I'm not so good. So then we focus on that competency thing. I don't want to think about my business. Yeah, it's this corporate thing. Yeah, there's a ton of money. The owner drives a, you know, a really exotic car and has a private jet. And it's kind of immoral, really, if you think about it. So I just try to do a good job and, and satisfy myself with the fact that I'm feeding my family. And I think there's so much more opportunity to talk about good than we realize. So when you take these two concepts of good, A, good being competence, and B, good being good, as in evil versus good, and you make a scale. So on one hand, you've got incompetence versus competence, and we can move up that scale. We can become more and more competent, becoming a better and better marketer, more effective, 
becoming good at what we do. On the other scale, we have evil versus good. This idea of virtue or moral excellence. This is immoral versus moral, evil versus good. And if you take these two scales and you apply them to the work that we do, something very interesting materializes. You get four quadrants. You can make like a two by two. You can create an X and a Y axis. If you want to see a graphic that explains that, you can go to the article that I wrote. It's just MikeGaston.com forward slash the dash good dash marketer. I think it's the good marketer. Maybe it's just good marketer. Again, I'll throw a link in the show notes. But we don't need the graphic. Let me just talk about these four quadrants. So the first quadrant, if we take the incompetent and the evil, evil and incompetence, we, that's one quadrant. If you look at that, essentially what you have is what I call the repugnant sewer. These are all the things in the world that we as a society, as individuals, as families, as, as civic and community groups reject. These are the things that degrade human beings. They cause misery. They cause bondage. They cause unhappiness, broken relationships, addictions, death, sickness, destruction. These are the things in the world that we all eschew. This is the repugnant sewer. Nobody wants to be in the sewer. Now, some people are. Some people have had a hard, sad life, and they find themselves trapped in the sewer. And that is a, that is a human tragedy. I'm not judging anybody that's living there right now. There's some drugs, for instance, that you know, nobody wants to be on these drugs, but they find themselves addicted. And I think we as a society and a community have to help liberate these people from that bondage. That's a whole other discussion for a different kind of podcast. But when you take the incompetent marketing, uh, the incompetent marketer, and you take evil and you put those together, essentially you get this thing that nobody wants. And that's a good thing. I wish that all evil were repugnant. Unfortunately, that's not the case. Let's jump to the next one. So the next would be taking evil, again, and matching it with competence, marketing competence. And this you get the sexy poison. These are the things that still poison us. These are the things that are bad for us. They're bad for our relationships, for our bodies, for our health, for our communities. These are things that degrade human beings, that are destructive as well, that are addictive, that break people, break their relationships, cause pain, misery, and so on. But, but through marketing competence have become sexy to us. They're attractive. There are things that, like the siren song, they draw us, our ship to the rocks, only to crash and to find out afterwards that we made a bad choice. Now, I can go through a whole list of things, and I'm not super moralistic. Look, I love to have a good cigar, but you could argue that tobacco marketed to children and to young people is destructive. Uh, I enjoy a good drink. Nothing wrong with having a, a little bourbon with a cigar. But again, that's something that can be so destructive. Alcohol can be so destructive in someone's life. It can tear apart families and leave people broken and sad. And so you could make these arguments. Now, I'm not attacking those two things. I'm just using these as an example to get your mind around this idea of sexy poison. There are things in the world that we want that are not good for us. And when you mix those things, those things that are evil in the sense that they're, they're morally questionable, they're immoral, and you mix them with really good marketing, you've got a problem. There was a, I forget the name, but there was a website uh, and it's kind of faded from, it's a little obscure now, but there was a website, maybe Ashley Madison or something like that. I forget the name of it, but essentially it was for people that wanted to have affairs. I mean, there's this website you could sign up. It's like a dating site for people that want to cheat on their partners and spouses. I'm sorry, that's just a moral. 
I don't care what any, but you can make any argument you want. That's just an immoral thing. But yet it was marketed really well. And uh, I think it got in the news like a couple of years ago because it was a data breach or it, it, maybe it got hacked. I think it got hacked and a lot of the names got released. I don't remember. This happened a few years ago. My memory's a little foggy on that. Um, but this was a big deal. But this was this is what I would call sexy poison. This is that immoral, destructive thing, but it's partnered with really competent marketing and people buy it. Okay, so that's that side. That's the evil side. Of the, quad, of the four quadrants. Let's jump over to the good side. So now we're looking at moral goodness. We're looking at this virtuous good thing. And we're saying, okay, well, let's take a look. So if we look now at incompetence partnered with virtuous goodness, morality, what do we have? Well, we have wasted benefit. This is all these not-for-profits and, and businesses that could do so much good for the world. These are causes that don't have enough funding. They're not good at what they do. They don't have a really savvy team. These are small businesses or even bigger businesses that could be doing so much more. They could be more profitable. They could pay better salaries. They could hire more people. They could donate more money to the community. They, their products and services could enrich people's lives, creating more wealth for everybody, but they're incompetent when it comes to their marketing. Now, now businesses can fail for more reasons than just marketing. We're talking about marketing right now. But, but if you take the incompetent marketer and you, and, or marketing function, marketing team, and you, and you pair that with something that's good, you've got wasted benefit. This is benefit that the world could receive, that individuals could be better off for having. But we can't do it because we're not good at what we do. We're incompetent. We're not marketing it well. The branding isn't happening. The marketing strategy isn't happening. The competence is not there. And so you've got a waste. And I think you, if you think about it for a minute... No organizations like this. And I'm not just talking about these not-for-profits. They can be forgiven. Often a not-for-profit's working with hardly any budget. You've got a quarter of a million dollars as a not-for-profit. You think of that as a salary, you go, I'd like a quarter of a million. But to run a not-for-profit, a quarter of a million's nothing. You can hardly make payroll your rent and pay for your phone lines, let alone do anything else. How are you going to get fresh, clean water to to Nairobi or Uganda or some of these places if you've only got a few hundred thousand dollars to work with. It takes millions to do something like that. And so often these not-for-profits have to hire people on the lower end of the competence scale. They're getting people that are kind of incompetent. And it's not because these are bad people. They're often very young, inexperienced, haven't had a chance to kind of grow and become more significant in their marketing skills. And they've got this responsibility to make this quarter of a million dollar organization, you know, thrive. That's a big order for anybody, competent or incompetent. So they can be forgiven because they're kind of fighting with one hand tied behind their back. I think the bigger crime, the bigger sadness, the bigger waste of benefit are these for-profit companies that have so much to potentially offer, so many jobs they could create, so much wealth that they could create that would be back into the community just by the effect of paying salaries and hiring vendors and buying and selling and, and doing what they do. And yet there's an incompetence in their marketing function and they're not thriving. They're not scaling. They're not growing. And I, that upsets me. And to me, that's, that's just a wasted opportunity. So that's wasted benefit. Now let's get to the last one here as we wrap up. The final one, you mix competence, high level of competence with the virtuous good. And there, my friends, you have the mountaintop. There you have the perfect marriage of marketing excellence and the excellence of an organization, its cause, and what it's doing. 
And this is, this is a beautiful thing. Now, again, this isn't necessarily uh, someone working for Mother Teresa, although you could argue that that's the case. This isn't necessarily a B Corp, like, hey, I work for this company and we provide uh, farming instruction to these rural communities in Africa to help them uh, feed their families. That's a good thing, too. I'm talking, and this could be just red and tooth and claw free market businesses. We often forget the fact that these companies are doing so much good. They pay salaries, they house families, they allow people to earn and do fulfilling work, earn money, feed their families, buy automobiles, take vacations, educate their children, set up the next generation to thrive. They put money back into their communities. These are really important aspects, these private businesses of our society. And the competent marketer helping those companies thrive is doing good work. That's good marketing. Now, I'm not excluding the not-for-profit. I'm including that altogether. I'm just saying don't forget, don't lose sight of the fact that, that business does good. It has the potential to do good. And so when we take a business that has good values, good leadership, they care about their people, they provide good jobs, they have a good product or service for the community, you put all those things together and you Couple that with competence in marketing, marketing excellence, and then something very special happens. And this is where we as marketers have an opportunity to impact the world around us. It's where we have a chance to transform societies, transform problems into solutions. We get to make the world a better place. It's where we get to go home and look in the mirror and say, I did good work today. It's one thing to say I was really good at getting conversions. You know, we got 1,000 people into the funnel and I got 999 of them to convert. Wow, that's pretty impressive. But when you can couple that with a company that's doing good work, it just takes on an exponentially greater level of importance. You have become the good marketer. So whether you work in a not-for-profit, whether you work in a for-profit, whether you're working in a B Corp, whatever you're doing, if you can couple that virtuous good with with ever-growing competence, you are a good marketer. I want to encourage you, you know, none of us live in one place on this uh, kind of map that I've described to you at any given time. You know, you may find yourself more in that wasted benefit quadrant where you're a little incompetent, but you're working for a company that, that potentially does good. Well, that's on you to grow, you know, push your competence. You may find yourself very competent, but you're maybe too close to that sexy poison than you'd like to admit. And it doesn't have to be the extreme. It could be, you know, there's there's a continuum here. I mean, maybe you're working for a company that's got the wrong values. They don't value people. They don't treat people right. You know, the product might be, the service might be a little dodgy. Maybe it's a little manipulative. Maybe it's something that uh, you're not that proud of that I would ask you to have a hard conversation with yourself and say, what can I do to move out of that? I'm really competent, but I want to take my competence and apply it somewhere good. Well, good news. You don't have to necessarily give up your your really good salary and your uh, you know position in the marketing world to do good. You can find a healthy for-profit business and kill it for them. So think about it. I don't think any of us lives anywhere on this this map at you know just in a static state. I think we're always moving. I think the world around us is moving. Our businesses are moving. Our organizations, our skills. The world around us is changing at any given time. Take a moment, think about it. Where am I on this map? Am I in the am I in the high high competency and and, and uh, virtuous good quadrant, or am I somewhere else in this map? And if you're not in that in that quadrant, then what can you do to move towards it?
that's really all you can ask. Can I be on a journey to move towards that quadrant? I think we should all be moving towards the mountaintop. And I think if we can do that, then we can all say, hey, we're, we're good marketers. We're doing good marketing and we're good marketers. And I think that makes the world a better place. I hope this is useful. If you are a marketer, I, I just hope this is a way for you to add a little bit of meaning and, and add a facet to what you do, a facet to your understanding of marketing, and maybe give you a way to think about that you haven't in the past or or, or uh, just you know just haven't haven't considered in the past. I don't think this gets taught very much. I think um, schools jump to this idea of the B Corp. This is kind of a trend amongst younger generations, and that's good. They want to find fulfillment. They want to find purpose and meaning in their work. And I think there's an opportunity to do that. We just haven't been telling the story of what good business, private, private business can do. And often the stories that get told are the negative ones. So take a moment, assess where you are, think about it, make a plan to move if you need to, and uh, let me know about it. If you get, get back to me, you can get in touch with me. I would love it if you guys get in touch with me. You can find me in a, in a host of ways. You can get me on Twitter at Mike Gaston. You can also go to my website, MikeGaston.com. There's a contact page. You can hit me there. I love to connect with you on LinkedIn. If you are a listener of the show and you've not done so already, hit me up on LinkedIn. Just send me an invite. Tell me, hey, I'm a listener on the currency. I'd love to be a connection and I will be sure to connect with you. I do ignore connections that seem spammy. So just make sure to give me uh, give me a little note when you when you reach out. Guys, thanks again. Grateful for your time. If you haven't done so already, please hit that subscribe button. You can find the the show on iTunes, which is really now Apple Podcasts, I guess. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Google Play, Google Podcasts, and also Stitcher Radio, anywhere that fine podcasts are provided. I love you guys, and I hope you're doing well, and we'll catch all of you in the next episode. Cheers. Cheers.